You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Welcome to Reasonable Wrestling, and this is a special edition, uh, as this is the 16th week, and this is the first time me and CT are actually doing the show when we're not together. So uh, we're doing the show via Skype, so uh, let me go ahead and introduce you. I am Chris the Most High. I cannot do my lighter flick because I am in the hotel, but I am I am with my tag team partner, Chitty Bang. Say what's up, Chitty. What's up? What's up? What's up? I bring it via satellite. <laughs> the unfiltered, the uncut, the the yes. the the unedited. Cause well, we're gonna have to edit this one. I'm not even gonna lie to you. We're gonna have to edit this one. But uh, we're coming to you live, man. Coming to you raw once again. It's the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we are tired as shit today. I can tell yeah. you that. So yeah. we're gonna try to give y'all the most efficient show that we can. This might be our most efficient show we're going to hit the marks what was our best written what was our best produced why what you should see from it what you should like from it we got some business and logic that we're going to get to we're not going to spend too much time but just something to water your palate and we're going to get the fuck out of here because uh jesus christ it's, it's almost 12 o'clock it's 12 it's 11 33 uh we've been we've had both had long days he's over there in fort lauderdale i'm in orlando it's been a hectic week and it's going to be a hectic week going forth but uh we're, we're still here for you guys we're still here recording and uh where there's a will there's a way we found a way and we're we're doing it. Yeah, speaking yeah. of this, there's a will, there's a way. I wasn't even going to be in Fort Lauderdale, but they made a way, goddamn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shout out to MLW, making a way. You know, hooking up Chris with the, with the hotel and getting him out there for War Games. War Games should be popping. I, can't, I wish I was there. Yeah, MLW War Games. Make sure y'all check it out whenever it drops. Uh, that's the that's our cheapest and only plug. Oh, also follow us on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram, Stitch, uh, uh, Podcast Republic, iTunes. Just search "Reasonable Every Wrestling" in Google. Yeah, search us "Reasonable <laughs> Wrestling" in Google. You can find us. 
All right, so we're going to kick off the show right now. We're probably about two minutes in, and uh, we're going to uh, kick off the show at our high spot. So, CT, go ahead and take it away. All right, let's go. Uh, my high spot of the week, um, I'm going to, after a long, long hiatus, show some love to my, my, my baby NXT. Uh, you know, my high spot is Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gargano this week. It of was course. awesome. Of course. The match was dope, man. Um, Velveteen Dream and his theatrics are just the best right now. Uh, he, the way he comes out, the way he, he, he moves, the way he emotes, Everything about him is great. He comes out to the ring in a shirt that's it's a Johnny Gargano shirt, but it says Johnny Failure on it. You know, he has uh, the Johnny Gargano armband with his uh, logo on it. It's a really funny uh, way that he goes about creating, uh, tying in his opponent to his to his attire all the time, and then in the match, they just wreck shot. They they were just killing it. You know, Johnny was still selling the knee. Uh, and, and and as we know, they're both workers, you know. So I think that Velveteen Dream is as as much as a worker Johnny is, and he has such a big fan base. Velveteen Dream, man, he has like the full fucking package. When it comes to character meets working, he has a blend that I think if WWE use him right on the main roster, he can make a lot of money on the main roster if they use him right. And I just hope they don't fuck him up. You know, but um, yeah, there was many near falls in the match. Uh, Johnny, you know, he still has this crazy edge to him that he's trying to get over Tommaso Ciampa, and that kind of cost him the match because um, at one point he was going to DDT Velotin onto the pavement, onto the, the the floor from the ring, and the referee was stopping him. And you know, Johnny's kind of like, should I do it or not? But Velveteen gets in his head, and Velveteen says to him, uh, uh, he, 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 just, he doesn't DDT him, and he gets, throws him back into the ring. Velveteen starts to, I mean, Johnny starts to bring down his knee pad to do a, you know, a knee to Velveteen, and Velveteen's just talking shit. He's like, yo, you're a failure. You're a failure, saying, like, you're Johnny failure, and he's like, I'm not a failure. And then he runs over to get, give him the knee, and Velveteen picks, scoops him up, hits him with that rolling, uh, that valley driver, pins him one, two, three. It was an epic match. Yo, from bell to bell, it was hot. You know, the crowd was hot. Everybody was um, hot with that. You know, Velveteen luring him in and securing the victory was, was uh, I think, a nice finish. And then, you know, Johnny's sitting there uh, kind of, like, dejected after losing the match. So I think that Johnny's still trying to recover from his, his uh, the residuals of Tommaso Ciampa's effect on him. So I think that's a great storytelling piece. Well, I appreciate you giving me the insight on that because obviously I was working today. Yeah. Uh, damn, I'm speaking a little bit too heavy in the mic, so let me back up. Um, I I was working today, so I didn't get to see the match. So you gave me something to look forward to. That's kind of what this show is about. You know what I mean? If you missed it, we give you a reason to watch it. So um, I definitely yeah. will be checking out NXT just to watch that match. Um, as the piggyback off of anything you said, um, I'm not getting my hopes up with anything WWE does with a character. I'm just going to have to watch it. They're at this point with me where they're just going to have to prove it. I don't, um, so with that, we're going to leave that where it is. Um, but I do think Velveteen Dream is a great showman. Uh, he's learned from the best. 
You know what I mean? He's only 23 years old, but so he has the he has the disposal of so many you know greats that he can emulate. You know what I mean and make it his own. Absolutely. So um, I definitely do see great things for him. Shout out to um, uh, him doing the spot for Evolve. Um, so the Velveteen Dream is a high spot, not just that match, but he is a high spot. Um, yeah. Uh, my next, uh, well, my high spot will be um, the Almas and Daniel Bryan match. Um, Almas and Dan- Almas and Daniel Bryan, they just put on an absolute barn burner of a match. Um, so um, uh, they kicked out. In, I'm not going to talk about the promo segment that happened before. I'm not going to talk about Bree and Daniel Bryan before because none of that matters to me. That's not a part of my high spot. If you guys want to go watch that, you can catch that clip on YouTube. Well, my high spot is the match. The match between uh, Andrade's Armas, Cien Armas, and Daniel Bryan. Um, they worked each other. It looked like they called it in a ring, which was you know fantastic to see two workers just work off each other. Um, Daniel Bryan is still proving that he will kill himself. Um, and Armas is proving that he's going to be one of if not one of the best workers um, in the business. Uh, I think he's just going to be a hand. Um, I kind of don't see a ceiling for him at this point in time. Maybe if they do utilize him more as a heel, um, give Zelina more fire as his mouthpiece um, and keep him off the mic. I know we talked about um, possibly utilizing that Tranquilo a little bit more in the Eddie Guerrero type of way. But other than that... um, the match itself was just fantastic. Uh, it was a great match. So um, if you guys have time, go see, uh, go see, uh, uh, check out the match between Daniel Bryan and uh, uh, Andrade Cianomas. It was a, it was a great match. I don't think it may be as great as Johnny and uh, Velveteen Dream, but if you know who uh, La Sombra and Brian Danielson is, then you know that that was a great match. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Uh, I think that the match was awesome. I, it, it was it was even better than the first one that they linked up, and I want to see them have a program together just because I want to see actually a full, you know, maybe you know twenty minute match on pay per view maybe one, one day. But uh, I, 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 like you, you, you alluded to it before. Me, me and you had a conversation about Andrade and his ceiling last week, and then we had a conversation during the week about how we should see him just come out. And let Zelina talk, do all the talking, and then he just says tranquilo at the end of the match or at the end of the promo. And I, I, I completely agree that he comes on with that cool swagger rather than putting him on a mic all the time because you know he's very, um, he's very new to the English language. He has that language barrier. Just have him say tranquilo. I'm telling you, over and over again, it will get over. Uh, me and uh, Chris were talking about that earlier this week. So. Yeah, I think that, you know, even though I, I'm a huge undrawn Mark, I, I, I think that Chris got um, hit the nail on the head. We, we shouldn't let him talk too much on the mic, have him come out there, say tranquilo every, every like, have Zina talk for, like, three minutes or two minutes straight, and then just have him say tranquilo, and we'll get over, I'm pretty sure, you know? But I love the match, too. They beat the shit out of each other. Anytime, <laughs> you know, Daniel Bryan's out there, his, his chest ends up turning to freaking hamburger meat. It's uncomfortable to see, but, uh, yeah, keep doing your thing, guys. Uh, shout out to, uh, you know, John Drade just putting on 
match after match. I think I like I, I like every single match he's had on the main roster with AJ, with Rusev, with uh, with Daniel Bryan now. So that's just me though. Um, but yeah, that was that's that was a great match. Alright, let's uh keep the show rolling. Uh what we got next? Best written or best produced? Let's go to best written. Best written, um my, I'll go with my best written of the week. My best written of the week is the Miz. Um actually no. It's 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 two things on SmackDown per, per se. I think that the Miz and it and it kinda ties in with the Miz, but the Miz just has been written as a cow, coward his whole career. So them shooting uh you know, him coming to the Coming to the arena, he came to the arena while it was still not even open. They had a, they had a promo where him and the Marys called out Daniel Bryan, and there was the arena was empty. It's like before everybody got there. Next thing you know, you know when the show starts, Daniel Bryan and we come up to like, all right, Miz, you're calling us out when we weren't here. Now we're here, mind you. The Miz is uh, at a restaurant around down down in uh, Detroit somewhere. So Brie Bella. And Dan Bryan take it upon themselves to go to the restaurant and find him. The Miz comes to the arena, saying, "You know what? I, I, you know, now that um, I thought about it, I'm back. And if Dan Bryan wants to call me out, I'm back here. But he already left to the to the restaurant. So, like, I think that the Miz, the thing about him that I like the most about what reason why he's my best friend is because essentially he's consistently written. He's been a coward from day one. He's consistently written as a coward. He used the brass knuckles to beat Daniel Bryan. And I like consistency. You know, um, it's a guy who's so twisted in the head. Like his, his, he's so dis- his, his vision of who he is and what he's go- going on is so distorted that he can't see that he's a coward. You know, everybody sees him. He's this guy's just a bitch. He's running away. He's using brass knuckles. He's cheating. But he doesn't see any of the bad shit he does. He sees only the good things he does. He sees it as Daniel Bryan being the one who's a coward. He takes every shortcut, and he uh, twists his—he twists every scenario to in his favor. So uh, I thought it was a clever way to—not clever necessarily. I just, I'm just applauding it for its consistency. Um, but what I also thought was very clever on SmackDown was the way they uh, interweave our truths. And it's not. And the thing no, about it. I, no, no, no. I hate it. There's no thing about it. No, no. You can't say anything was best written than put our truth in it. I'm not going to allow you to keep talking. So just end. No, end your best. No, end your best written statement and then continue with our truth. Our truth is never going to be on my show as a best written anything. You can't just not writing just because they put a character that you don't necessarily like. I'm not saying that our truth is my favorite wrestler. Well, what I'm saying is that it was a clever way to write him into the main event. You know, the whole thing with Carmelo, the way he, he, to use his character as a, you know, buffoon to get him into the main event, I thought it was a clever way. And uh, it tied in throughout the entire show. Like, I like storylines that go throughout the entire show. Um, it was crazy, it was absurd, yes, but I didn't see that coming. I didn't see a Miz Archie's main event happening on SmackDown. And it made me tune out of SmackDown. It's the first time I tuned out of SmackDown in a while. I- <laughs> Like the show is the show is our truth, nigga. Like, no, I'm not watching no whole hour, two hours theme of our truth. Going around to different blonde girls and like, man. 
It was comedy. Um, and not that it hit for me, but I'm saying that I know it hit for other people. And I know that it was... Um, it's a way to use it. Here's the thing about SmackDown. They use talent that you wouldn't expect in inventive ways. And I'm applauding that. You you can't write the same show every week like, like Raw does. And I'm applauding them not writing the same show every week. And even though we may not like some of the characters they used this week or any other week, because uh, we're not going to get Shinsuke every single week. We're not going to get our favorite guys every single week. They use their roster efficiently. And they put them in the right spots. So that's why I think... Um, we didn't get New Day this week either, but like I think that it's different. That's all I'm saying. Is like the way they did it is different. Okay. Not that it was, you know. It was, so that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm thinking. That's what I'm. I just want to give SmackDown props for writing. That's something new. That's that's perfectly fine. I would have liked for you to like do that as a character flashlight. I don't ever want you to do a best written segment and then say, "Yeah, our truth," because then that's. <laughs> It's not it. It's not. It's not happening. But uh, no, I can definitely agree. I can definitely agree that SmackDown utilizes their talent uh, way more than Raw does. Um, they they seem to have a grasp on a wrestling show. So obviously, wrestling has variety and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to beat up on you too much about that. It was, and it's your opinion as well. So you know, what what all can I say about it? Um, <laughs> Uh, my my best written of the week, um, I didn't necessarily um, have one because I was going to go with AJ and Samoa Joe, but it's certain things in that feud that doesn't hit for me. Um, I hear you. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to go with Miz and Dan Bryan. Um, I am going to go with... Um, Drew and and Dolph Ziggler, um, as far as having them being uh, the the story was written as to why Strowman picked them, as to why that they were able to why were they the chosen ones, and then when you're talking about interweaving a storyline throughout a show, they end up winning the tag titles, making Dolph Ziggler a Grand Grand Slam champ uh, Grand Slam um, uh, uh, title holders in, in WWE, so. Um, the uh, Dolphin Drew, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre teamed up with Braun Strowman last, not this past week, but the week before last, to help destroy the Shield to to be on Braun Strowman's side. That story was told as to you know, like I said, you know, you're a friend of my friend. I mean, an enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know. So, um, and like we said, Braun Strowman didn't necessarily. Um, he didn't have a chance to prove himself as being a monster, but at the same time, like if you're gonna put the shield back together, you're gonna have this pull apart bras and stuff like that. Then you can't just do it with one person. You gotta have somebody to help them. So, um, and then for them to come out and beat the B team finally and take the straps off of them, which I mean, for thank God, um, you know. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down with uh, you know the new dudes, new two dudes with attitudes getting the straps. I'm I'm totally down with that. I think they have been written well for um, the, the weeks they have been using them. So I'm not gonna hate on that. What I will hate on is the the sentiment that Braun 
actually gave a, a valid argument as to why he's with these guys. You know, considering the way they've written him, I think that Braun is one guy who's an exception to the rule of like, all right, I, I'm going to need the enemy of my enemy, my friend, or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm still not on, on the on the ball on the on, on the same page with this whole Braun turn, but I will uh, acquiesce to you that yes, Dolph and Drew McIntyre are being written very well. And I we all think we haven't get we haven't given them their their just due on the podcast yet. Dolph and Drew have been written pretty pretty strongly and I think that they're on um they're one of the highlights of the raw show. With that said, uh, we can move on to our worst written. What do you got? Um my worst written is um uh, Elias women's wrestling on Raw. I don't want to talk more about it, but it's just <laughs> that. So, right. yeah. So if you've watched, listen, the whole women's division on Raw is um, is atrocious. Um, I don't know what they're doing from the Nikki Bella. I mean, from the Bellas to the Riot Squads, but. Sasha and Bailey not being on the show to Alexa coming out with Elias and doing everything that he does with the... I just hate it. I hate it all. And so there it is. My worst written is Raw Women's Roster. I feel you. Um, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna disagree. I think that they're not highlighting the... the they're not showcasing Ronda to, to her capability and making that title mean something on Raw. They're kind of putting her and surrounding her with a lot of different pieces and not really showcasing Ronda as champion as she should be. Um, I will say, however, which is what I'm, well, I'm not going to get into, but the character flashlight is Lisa Fox getting thrown around like that. But that is one thing that I did pop for uh, during that whole segment. But uh, my my worst written is also on Raw. Surprise, surprise, Bobby Lashley. So yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Bobby Lashley and Kevin Owens coming out there. I, I just it just doesn't work for me, man. It really doesn't. Um, but it's not just Bobby Lashley. Uh, well, you know, it, it it's more than that. It's more than that because like Raw is just written with no continuity whatsoever. But and to me, I think it has to do with more production. So I'll talk about it in more worst produced. But this segment with Bobby Lashley, um, there's no context to Bobby being this aggressive, a guy who needs to get calm, calmed down. I, can, I know he has that that, way, that that level that he can go to, but he's in a match, and he's going to it in a match. Now, they, had, they set a precedent of like, all right, Bobby, he's a loose cannon at times, and Jinder needs to help him out with it. Then this segment, I wouldn't mind it so much, but it was kind of like just out of the blue. And... Um, Baron saying that Bobby needs his counseling. It just made no sense to me, um, continuity-wise. There's no effective, you know, purpose yeah, to that segment, in my opinion. Yeah, I hate Bobby. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Got it, Bobby. All right. So, uh, you want to go to your best produced? Um, I necessarily didn't have a best produced per per se this week. Um, what I will say is that, um, uh, the, 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 the six, the, not the six man, the, the triple threat tag match with, uh, the Uso, Sanity, and Rusev Day was produced really well. Um, 
And I will say the reason why it was produced really well is because everybody got their shine. Um, no one really looked out of place. Um, sanity still looks strong. Um, the Usos obviously is the standard of tag team wrestling. And Rusev Day went over. That is that. That's a perfectly produced match. Uh, they 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 uh, they went long form with it. Gave them some time, and you didn't really see too many things out of place. So I would say that would be my best producer of the week. All right, cool. Yeah, it was an advertised match that actually I think delivered. So all for good. Props to SmackDown. SmackDown doing it again this week, having a solid show. Um, my my best produce is uh, Undertaker's entrance. I'm sorry, but like every time we see Undertaker come out, the way they could pre- he's a happy, he has the best entrance in wrestling history, for, in my opinion. You know, so there's nobody that you can say has a better entrance than Undertaker. Even though I'm not super captivated by this program with Triple H going into uh, this Australian showdown uh, in Melbourne, I still was like, man, like just watching him come out, I was like, man, like. It's just an epic feeling I get when I watch him or when people watch him. I know that I'm not the only one that loves Undertaker's entrance. So even though, you know, he's he's uh, old and, you know, he's dusty and, you know, he's going to go face Triple H. And we, he had this program with um, this old segment with Shawn Michaels, which kind of built a match between him and Shawn Michaels more than it did a match between him and Triple H. People now want to see him and Shawn Michaels go at it again rather than him and Triple H. But, um... I, just his entrance is always produced well, and it, just to see it again, it gives you that feeling like, man, like that's the Undertaker. Like you know, this is somebody. Even if you don't like him, like you gotta respect it in the way they do it, the way that the smoke comes out, the the, the, the how long it takes for him to get to the ring. Everything about it is just on point. The music, the dead man is there, you know, and it, they really capture the ambiance of him every single time. So. Um, I, I've never gotten the chance to say that on the podcast, and that's why I'm choosing that. that his, his entrance is the best produced thing I've seen all week. Okay, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was there for WrestleMania. I saw WrestleMania entrance. I can't really say that it is not, you know. But I'm not gonna be like, wow, that's my best producer of the week. But hey, let's keep the show rolling. <laughs> keep it rolling. Um, so yeah, uh, worst produce. Uh, the the Raw's women's roster, like it, it can't be produced. In, you know, it's it's written worse, it's produced worse. The match had botches, not produced well. Agents is not telling the the workers how to work. Um, that the, the, what they're giving them to say just isn't working. Ronda just isn't working. Natty just isn't working. Uh, the Riot Squad isn't over. Sasha needs to turn. Everything is produced horrible over there. Got it, got it. The rundown, Chris, with the yeah, 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 yeah. Just running the shit down. Tired, man. We're part of that. No, I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I completely understand you. I'm very tired myself. That is everything is is produced wrong. Like it's it's you know it's tiresome. Like you know, even down to Dana Brooks splitting from from there. from yeah. um, Titus Worldwide, I'm sorry, you know, like splitting from the like it's 
It's just produced bad. I, I, I'm. Yeah. No, I feel you. I mean, uh, it's a bullet point. I understand. It's not much you can go really into. into you depth can't go into it. depth with I it because you, you know um, what I mean. Like the every everything, like the whole roster, like every Alexa I coming think, out and Elias. Like I'm. I don't want to. Like I don't want to go in depth. There's nothing good about it. It's nothing. Yeah, don't don't try to turn it. Yeah, you don't have to go in depth. You don't have. To, it's okay. it's really <laughs> like it's really bad. Ronda's been bad ever since she's been turned. Um, I really, you know what's funny? Like, I really miss Nia Jax. I, can't, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I know she's injured, but I hope when she comes back, shit changes a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying that she's the saving grace of the women's division, but I mean, goddamn. I mean, hopefully she can do something that, you know, because she was like actually doing some really good shit with, before, with her and Ronda before uh, she got injured. I mean, with her and yeah, her around it before she got injured. So I'm curious to see how she uh, develops when she gets back. So hopefully Nia can come and save the women's division on Raw. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, my worst produced is Raw. It's just Raw. Yes. So, um, yeah, my worst produced of the week is Raw. And it's just as a whole show, it just makes no sense with certain things. And I'm going to point it out to you. I'm going to break it down for you. So we saw the pull part Raw, right? Peep this. The fr- Baron Corbin comes out and he waves people to go, go. Oh, we gotta the whole roster gotta come out and pull apart these guys. Guess who the first person out there is? Huh? Yeah, it, it, it's Finn Balor. So Finn Balor is running at the behest of Baron Corbin to pull apart Brawl as his little like you know minion, pretty much. Two segments later, Finn Balor is asking Baron Corbin for a match. Like how like I mean, how can you like how are you gonna produce that and as a writer or as a producer say, Okay, this correlates and this makes sense. I'm gonna have Finn Balor run out to do Pop Up Bro. No, I mean I wouldn't even mad it wouldn't mind to me if Finn wasn't like the first guy. He's he was the fir- literally the first guy that ran out there. So Baron Corbin, that image of Baron Corbin telling everybody to come out and Finn being the first one, it really stuck in my mind is like, wait, why is why is Finn, you know, running at the behest of Ban- Baron Corbin to, to do his dirty work? If anything, after everything they've been through, giving us a million matches of Baron Corbin and Finn Balor, Finn's like, it's going to take his time. I'm not, I'm not doing shit for you as GM, you know? But then he came out, boom, he did that. And then he goes and asks him for a match. So it's like, oh, he's running out there doing his job. And then he going to ask the guy for a match. And he hates the guy again. So, boom, that's, that, was, that, was, that, that bothered me. Then we have the whole Bobby Lashley shit that I already talked about. Then we have the Sasha and Bailey come out. They come out and the name tags, you want to call them Boss Hug Connection, whatever you want to call it, give them a name tag, Boss Hug Connection. Give them, and we get them both coming out to Sasha Banks music. And then we get a Sasha name tag, then we get a Bailey name tag. I just think that if you're going to. Book them as a tag team. Give them a tag team um, nameplate and let them ride. I know you want to put their Twitter handles. Put them underneath the Boss Hall connection and let it ride. Because me, I saw it and I could have sworn that I could have sworn that Bailey was just um, in a singles match because I didn't even see the Sasha shit. And then fast forward to the end. We have the second uh, the roster invasion where they're they're all attack, attacking Shield. We have Kevin Owens, the first one running out there to tag the shield. At the behest of who? Oh, at the behest of Baron Corbin? I mean, I'm not Baron Corbin. At the behest of 
um, Braun Strowman, the guy who put him through hell for the past, you know, four months. I, I, and I, and I, don't, I don't want to be this guy who's nitpicking everything, little thing, but I wouldn't. The visual stick in my mind as a guy who's familiar with the product. So I'm like, okay, yeah, Kevin Owens is coming out there to beat the shield down because to help Braun Strowman out, the guy who's tormented him for months. Finn Balor's running out there to pull apart Braun as the. But he's feuding with the GM who's telling him to do all this stuff. This just, in my mind, doesn't make your show flow seamlessly. And it makes me, as a viewer who watches every single week, kind of um, kind of like, you know, it, it takes me out of the moment a little bit. That's all I'm going to say. You know, it takes me out of the moment. Well, you know I, well, you know I can care less about Raw. <laughs> Like, you know, like, I, I everything you said, I'm listening to you repeat it, and I'm like, yeah, I watched it, and I hate myself for watching it. The pull-apart bra was horrible. Um, I'm not going too much in depth oh, with the... I, I missed um, one thing. What's up? The Shield get arrested, right? So, they get arrested, and then they, they make bail. Are we supposed to believe that Roman stole a cop paddy wagon to Van to bring him back? Are we supposed to believe that? That they stole a cop van to bring him back to their... Oh, don't be that guy, Arena? man. Come on, CT. Like, I don't want to... Don't Dude, do that. Okay, Bro, people, people bring in ambulances. Austin comes in with a Zambino. People come in with a... You know, people come in with, you know, a, a, a milk truck. A beer truck. You know, like, don't, don't do that. Dude, a police van is a little bit different than a milk truck, uh, an ambulance. You know, that's he's driving a police car. Like, I mean, that doesn't stick out to you. Like, I mean, the logic there is doesn't make sense to me. And we're a logical podcast. If we're gonna say that he made bail, he shouldn't be driving the same car. He they put him in the back of. I'm sorry, logically speaking. And I'm, I'm not, how you know him with the ass? How you know that? <laughs> Now you're now you're making excuses for I'm them. just saying, like nigga, I spent all my bill money. Who said I got money for Uber now? <laughs> you stay making excuses for them, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but I, I get it. I understand. I get it. I get it. Uh, 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 all right then, and then that's that's our main uh, part of the show. We can we can move on to character flashlights. I already told you, Alicia Fox. Throwing her ass all over the place as Rana, you know, does her arm arm whips and arm drags. And Alicia, man, she's taking some serious punishment every week from uh, Ronda Rousey. That's what she gets for talking about her husband. (laughs) Online? No, at WrestleMania. Who's talking about whose husband? Um... Alicia Fox was talking about Ronda Rousey. You read all the shit, nigga. Like, why do I have to inform you? I feel, oh, no, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> um, Alicia Fox got into it with uh, Ronda uh, with Ronda Rousey's um, husband, and um, you know she was put in the doghouse. Wow, I didn't know that. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Do your research, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told no, me about no, that. no, yeah. no. Don't yeah, yeah, yeah me. I, I just broke it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. But, yeah, she's taking some punishment right now, so I guess he's in the doghouse. <laughs> Get those receipts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a character flashlight. Um, no one jumped out for me from week to week, from last week to this week. Um, 
maybe Sanity. No, no, no. I was gonna say Sanity, but um, they didn't perform. They didn't perform well enough. Yeah, I hear you. You know, they didn't, they didn't perform well enough. Let's skip Booking Black this week. Let's go. Um, I think we'll, we'll we'll get back to it next week. I have, a, I have a, a good Booking Black segment for next week. Let's just wrap up the show with Business and Logic. And let's, you know, it's been a long day. So <laughs> okay. let's wrap up the show. Um, for Business and Logic, we're going to talk about a couple things. Uh, let's start with All In. How'd you feel about the show? What'd you feel? I didn't watch the show, unfortunately. But I heard it was uh, I heard it was a success. Um, business-wise, it was a monumental move for um, professional wrestling, independent wrestling. Um, it, it was, you know, for people that literally said they wanted to change the world of professional wrestling, they have done it. Um, I cannot argue with Cody and and Kenny and Matt and uh, and and Nick anymore. Those guys had a vision. They stuck to that vision, and um, kudos to them. Uh, also, some of the talent from MLW was at All In, so like it's it's great. It, you know, it's the rub. It's the rub. You know what I mean? So, All In was All In was a, a great success. I, I tremendously applaud them for that. Yeah, All In was. Uh, I watched a couple of matches, and uh, they put on a really hell of, a hell of a show. It was really good. Um, I think that. They used they made a, they, I was curious about how they're going to make the show and what the style was going to be. It was literally a blend of all types of wrestling styles, which I appreciated. There were things there that I wasn't that wasn't for me, you know, like in particularly, you know, Dick Ghost. That's not a thing that I find funny. But then again, I'm not watching Being the Elite, so that's not for me. But uh, and in terms of the show, I, I definitely and even the Black Machismo stuff, I wasn't really feeling it. But I loved that fact they had the gall to do it. And I think this is a big step for wrestling and independent wrestling as a whole. I'm curious to see what's going to happen next year and where the the aftermath of this happens, like the, the, what the residuals of this happening and being a success is going to be for wrestling down the line. Um, Cody has so much to be proud of in the Young Bucks. They have so much to be proud of. And I want to thank them for uh, having the guts to... Uh, Go all in and, and, and just say, hey, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do the best to put on the best show and um, and take a chance and bet on themselves. You know, it's one thing to bet on yourself as a wrestler, but to bet on yourselves as a wrestler who can put on a show and go out to the indies like Cody did, leaving WWE and saying, hey, I can do it on my own. But it's a whole nother undertaking to put on a show with your boys and have it be a success and you know sell out 10,000 seats it's it's a whole, it's a whole different undertaking and i know that they could, they probably were afraid to do something like this but it was a success and i'm glad they did it so i want to just say thank you and props to Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks for putting on a hell of a show and Brandy Rhodes and Hangman Page and Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi and everybody who was a part of Got it a bunch of, uh, I, um, uh, sushi it, they, if you want to come and eat they, they really uh, put on a hell of a show um, yeah. Um, uh, what you got one, next? Hmm? What else you got? What you, what you got next for oh, Business Logic? Hey. I'm not sure if I should save this for next week because I have to go in on this a little bit. But uh, I do want to talk a little of uh, Roman Reigns uh, taking over John Cena as the number one March seller. Uh, I think that this proves that Roman Reigns 
is Roman Reigns, you know, and he and he's they're doing they're doing the right thing with him. But I think that I'm gonna save this for next week. I have a little bit more to go in depth with. It's getting kind of late, and I got a job interview tomorrow, so I gotta get some sleep, you know. Um, but uh, we'll talk more Roman Reigns, and we'll talk some Pentagon because I'm hearing some rumors about Pentagon. And let's let to, and let's let some let's let some of those let some of those those rumors fester out a little bit. We know Penta's doing yeah. a, a shot down here with MLW, so uh, let's see if he still wants to be independent because it looks like you may not have to go do that that contract if you don't need to. But for E yeah. to be for E to be reaching out to him, that's uh you know that's definitely. That's definitely a boost for, like I said, the guys in the indies. You know, like you're doing all these, you know, people talk about performing in these bars and whatnot, but, you know, WWE's still, still paying attention to it. You know what I mean? So you can't, it, and so for Penta, Penta's my man. Shout out to Penta. You know, Sierno, Miendo. <laughs> Zero. Mierdo. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Penta. He's he's killing the game. He had a crazy good match with, with Kenny Omega. That match was dope. Um this past weekend with uh, at all in. He's he, he's former TNA champion or impact wrestling champion. The dude's the dude's a star. He's a legit indie star right now and I would love to see him if he ever did go to NXT. I would love to see it. But, but, but right now let's 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 just not take that sh- Take it with a, take, take everything with a grain of salt. I just heard that today, but we don't know if that's going to happen. So we'll see. Um, what else did you have on um, the business and logic? That's it. That's it. I think we can wrap it up. You think? Yeah. Man, what a fucking sprint of a show. This was like one of those uh, fast-paced bell-to-bell matches. This is get all your this is get all your shit in match. Yeah, yeah, for real. No, but um, uh, as far as business and logic go, like business wise, I am here with MLW. Um, Logically, it's twelve o'clock and we're tired. So CT worked all day in Orlando. Um, He like he said he has a job interview. Hopefully, all goes well with the big homie. Uh, me, I also have to dump footage, and I've spent 40 minutes hiding from them, so let me go back in. I've been looking at my shoulder the entire time. People have been interrupting me, but it hasn't yeah. been the people that need me, so like I've just been like, okay, and then uh, my last time... That, I'm gonna put this on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the last time somebody came through, it was Alex, and he was like, "I got sushi and stuff." I guess that was him telling me, like, "Hey, uh, come to the room. I need what you have." Yeah, pretty much. So um, we're gonna wrap it up. Yo, thank you guys for listening. Um, like I said, um, sixteen weeks, our first show um, away from each other. It wasn't so bad. Um, if I was a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more, if we had a little bit more time, I would say, yeah. uh, if we had yeah. a little more time, I didn't, I didn't rap here till 11, we're under pressure, 
But we also yeah. got a deadline that we want to give to you guys. We want to give y'all content, regardless of, and we know that sometimes it can't be the best. You know what I mean? Uh, but it, it's it, we're always going to give our best effort. You know what I mean? So it, it wasn't like we was going to call off a week or you know you know whatever the case may be. We made it happen. So um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're going to definitely get this up by four o'clock tomorrow. Um, I'll do some edits because we're definitely going to have to edit some things out. But, um, mm-hmm. yo, thank you guys for listening. CT, you want to close us out? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we'll close us up. You know, uh, just uh, check us out on iTunes. Check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, we're already listening to us right now. So, But just hit us up on the social media then. You know, we have a RW Podcast 1 on Twitter. Hit us up on Reasonable Wrestling uh, Podcast on Facebook. Leave more some podcasts podcast on instagram it's uh it's been um it's been a good one you know i think this it's been our first um we're, we're having a growing pains with this episode we're trying to figure out the skype thing is the first time being um apart doing this and, and thanks thank and Chris thanks 16 for, i was damn i was just about to say thanks yeah. ct yo it's crazy we got synergy <laughs> this is the, yeah you know, I want to thank each other because we are making it. Uh, and the patience, the patience that we have with each other is for. I know CT's a very he's he's a perfectionist. You know, CT would have rather not do the show than the way we did it. And but he's also dedicated and knows that we have to do the show because it's a promise that we made. You know what I mean? It's a consistency thing. So um, it, we have bad matches. Let's just say we we yeah. had a bad match. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm apologizing. Nigga, like this is we got it out, we we did it, and we gotta give ourselves props for making it here. It's twelve fifteen, and we 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 made it, we we did it, and, and a forty five uh, minute show, so we yeah. made it easier for you guys to listen. Yeah, and I promise you, next week we're gonna have a really really good show for you. I know this, I I, I told you this show was gonna be good, but next week, boy oh boy, next week is gonna be great. <laughs> 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 so, better guys. All right, so yo, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. We're signing off, all right? Peace. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Visit Hellsburg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in-store. And right now, get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details.